And we're back. And we're back. Episode 19. 19. I hope I, I put that in the corner and I was like, I think this is 19. We've been a week ahead for so many weeks now that I'm just like kind of losing it. Very happy to be back on track. Next Almost. Week. It'll be back on track. So what day is it? Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> I told it's, you it's messing with me. So we're not going to, we don't know yet, but you're going to watch this Wednesday after MotoGP has already happened. Ooh, yeah, true. Yes. And so when you're watching this on Wednesday, sorry, we don't know what happened in MotoGP yet because it ain't mm-hmm. happened yet when we recorded this. But we promise next week we'll be back on track. With, uh, well, because next week will be USB. Oh, now this is getting confusing. Right. I would have shut us off at this point. All right. But All right. episode 19, you're alive. I'm alive. Roll the intro. Go. Intro. Yesterday at one point, I was in six. We're back again, although we were back at the beginning of this episode, but we're back so, again. So confused. Welcome. So confused. I so I have I have an announcement. Oh, man. Hold on. I, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's build up some anticipation here. Last week. I said I had an announcement. That is anticipation. No. Well, let me add to the anticipation because last week you started rambling about this motorcycle training program, called mm-hmm. me out saying I was lying. I had no idea you were there. So I'm on the edge of my seat to see what announcement you have. I hope it's good now. Oh, well, I have been called out behind scenes for not doing research that I have promised, which I will admit at times I get caught up because I'm here. I'm like, yep, going to do that research. And then I completely forget until I go watch the episode. I'm like, oh, I was supposed to do research and I never did. However, the latest research that I missed that I am now going to not actually fix anything with because I couldn't find anything was the rubber grass in the track in Italy. I searched for about probably an hour and a half to two hours, different types of Google searches and articles and looked through that entire website's like information, their entire racetrack's website's information page. Basically I cannot find a single thing anywhere. Most of the time you bring up like what all my Google searches pretty much landed in like, why did they put rubber in turf? And I'm like, I don't care about turf. I need to know why there's these rubber hairs on the edge of this racetrack. So, unfortunately, I don't have an answer. Sorry. Was that a good enough surprise? No, not really. <laughs> not really. All the it, anticipation and none of the, none of the delivery? Yeah, I, I wouldn't have quite, you know, tried to help and build anticipation if I would have known that was a... Well, I'm, I'm only saying that because I, I wanted everyone to know that... And this was two weeks ago that we were talking about that, and I said, I'll look into it. I did look into it. I cannot figure anything out. So if you, the audience, has anything or knows anything that we don't know or cares to waste, not waste, but uh, spend some hours of your life maybe looking into that, uh, feel free to let us know and we will put it out to the world. And we'll, uh, you know, we'll give you a shout out because shout outs are cool and good. Right. So, anyway, what are we talking about this week? We should have gone over this in the beginning, I think, but. Well, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the lead up to Moto America. Okay. Or, or excuse me. The lead up to Moto GP. Yes. Okay. We're going to talk about Moto America Brainerd. Brainerd. 
even though at the time you're listening to this, it'll be old, but week and a half. But there's no there's no race until Pittsburgh. So no Moto America race. Yeah. No Moto America race. But there is a Moto GP race that just happened for you guys that we haven't seen yet because it hasn't happened for us yet, as we were saying earlier. Anyway. Okay. Moto America like Brainerd. The Matrix. The lead up to why you should, uh, if you haven't watched it this past weekend, go back and watch the MotoGP race. Here's why. We don't know. But um, <laughs> so the latest MotoGP did officially come out and say that Alex Rins has been signed by Yamaha for next year. That is like from MotoGP actual, not crazy YouTube or whatever random articles from the MotoGP website. So that's cool. And and. Morbidelli's out, obviously. Yes. Yep. At the time of this recording, Frankie Morbidelli does not have a home. He was on the press conference today for us. He was on the press conference talking about it. Uh, he swore he didn't have a home yet, but I'm pretty sure everybody knows he's going to Mooney's somehow, some way. Right. That's where he's going to be. Yeah. Uh, was good to see Paul. I'm not a Paul fan, but it is kind of nice seeing his smile back there. That guy's a that guy's a positive smiler. Positive smiler. Yeah, that's you know, that's what you like to see. If you go back and watch the conference, old Golden Underwear was on there also. And, and not so smiley. Well, I'm gonna I'll, I'll tell you what, for the people that are watching, I'm gonna screenshot a picture of that fake smile he had, and you can insert it here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he, he he had a really fake smile he's just showing teeth like it was it was he's, pretty bad i feel like he's been doing that a lot lately this this was different i mean this was like he had had surgery in the summer break and couldn't close his mouth i don't know <laughs> that's <laughs> it's part of the new aero package for honda <laughs> that might be true <laughs> so what about did you hear ktm came out the boss man at ktm so I was listening to one of those, uh, somebody brought it to my attention actually, but apparently a couple days ago, the I forget his name now, the owner at KTM came out mm -hmm. and said, no, they don't want Mark. Mark is a no talent writer. He said that in his statement, which is wow. That's, wow. Quite, that's quite the statement. But he said they have no plans to bring him over there. They don't want him. He's not in their future and enough said. Hmm. So, All right. so, so we'll see what happens there, right? Because... Some of these things they do just to screw with you, I think, sometimes. But it sure seems like it, yeah. Uh, I know in the press conference today, Mark was – he got a, he filled a lot of questions from the reporters about his future, of course. Mm -hmm. And he just kept saying that 2024, he has a contract with Honda. He'll be racing with Honda. He's not – he's committed to the HRC team, building that program, moving it forward. All right, well, you know, I guess we'll – only time will tell what happens the rest of the season, but it is going to be sweet to have MotoGP action back this weekend and be able to enjoy that again and see what uh, what changes have been made and who kind of either keeps the top or maybe someone else will come up, you know? Seems like the summer break is usually a good beginning to the... Well, I mean, it, it is. It's the beginning to the second half of the season, but it's that's where Quattararo started to lose it last year. Yep. You know, and I think the year before that, that's where Bagnaya kind of started to really lose it. Another funny thing that you'll appreciate that was said in the... You didn't watch the press conference, I'm assuming. I did not. No, I've had a very... We'll get into this a little later, but a very busy week, if you will, to include so the So I, I think it was Lynn Jarvis or somebody from Yamaha. Mm -hmm. One of the higher-ups from Yamaha said, so Cal Crutchlow is going to be running a... Uh, what do they call it? Help me out here. Or somebody else can come and ride. Test bike? Uh, 
Mm. Uh, oh, I know what you're. <laughs> Why did you do that? Uh, wild card. Thank you. <laughs> Cal Crutchlow is doing a wild card, and <laughs> and Yamaha said having him in a race mm -hmm. is where they turn everything around. This is to have him in a race under race pace. Their test rider. That's going to be a turning point for Yamaha to get some things fixed. They're going to make major. They, you know, they promised kind of the world. Fabio mm -hmm. was asked about that today in the press conference. Mm -hmm. And he says, no, one race ain't going to change nothing. <laughs> well, and... That's what I was like. <laughs> you have two bikes in every race. How it is. So, you know, you know, him and Jake Dixon are pretty good boys, right? Mm -hmm. They're, they're pretty good friends. They had Jake Dixon on there uh, because it's Silverstone, because he won Assen in Moto2. There's a lot of talk about him making MotoGP, whether he deserves it or not, but to get a British rider out there. Those two were sitting next to each other in the press conference, and they wouldn't quit talking to each other. And their microphones are on, but they're trying to, like, ask Mark questions, and those two are over there, <laughs> like, playing grab ass and, you know. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of funny. funny. He used to do that with Jack. Whenever him and Jack were together, he would always try to talk to Jack like that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't nowhere near as bad as today was, but I just thought it was funny. Kids, kids were playing. Yeah, it sounds about right. So it's supposed to be rainy in England. Yeah, Silverstone. It's supposed to be supposed to be spotty all weekend, but Sunday's like the most chance. So most chance of rain or most chance of not rain. Most chance of rain. Uh, nice. I mean, that's a classic British GP right there. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great track when it's not raining. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. it tends to rain a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think like. You know, going down the years in the app, looking at British GP every time, it's like 95% of the time it's just rain. Have you seen, it came out this week also that MotoGP and Formula One have been, there's whispers, there's talks, they're trying to have a combined event. Uh, I hadn't heard that, no. So they want to... In India? Not in India. <laughs> <laughs> still on the schedule i know yeah yeah, yeah. so it sure is so they wanted to do like moto gp i don't know who's asking i'm sure it's mm -hmm. coming from the moto gp side because they're the ones that have anything to benefit from that but yeah moto gp was trying to get them to let them run some bikes like as a exhibition during a formula one race during the race like in like between the, races or something. Okay. Okay. So like during your yeah weekend yeah. or something like that. Okay. I was but like the argument back is <laughs> if you really want to do it, it needs to be a points event. It needs to be if you really want to get the Formula One fans to see what's going on and get behind it, feel the excitement. It needs to matter. Yeah, it needs to matter, and you need to have the biggest stars out there. So I don't know if anything like that'll happen. They talked about that a little bit last year, also. Mm -hmm. And regardless, it's not happening this year, but. Part of the reason I bring it up is Silverstone is kind of the track they keep leaning to. Interesting. MotoGP's had some bad numbers there as far as attendance the last few years. And mm -hmm. a lot of that has to do with weather. They need to move that one to a different... <laughs> well, that can't be true. I mean, I'm not from England, but I feel like it's just always raining there. They talk about it like, it, like it's always raining there. So... It sure seems like it's always raining there, so you would think they'd be used to it. I mean, that's like hey, saying that Americans want to go to the MotoGP race in Texas because it's over 80 degrees and it's too hot. That's not not true. 
Well, I think the the numbers would have to come from. I wonder how many people are buying tickets the day of versus ahead of time. Yeah, I mean, when we go, obviously we're traveling, so all that has to be worked out ahead. So you're going whether it's hot, whether it's raining. Yeah, you're just going. But it'd be interesting to see what the percentage is of, you know, if twenty percent of the fans buy the tickets the day of. That would that would surprise me. Me as well, but. There's got to be some percentage of people that. Yeah, that would be an interesting, uh, interesting statistic. Note one. Let me see if I can find that. No promises on answer on that, but I, I'm actually like very, very curious though. Well, you've got to earn your trust back. I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> you heard it here. Note one. I will do it. I'll, I'll look into it because it, there's a big part of me that wants to say just the way the world's gone. There's no chance that anyone would buy tickets day of for an event like that. I think, actually, that, like you don't, I think you'd be surprised. Living in Austin, Texas, do you really think you wake up on a Saturday and you're like, what should we do today? And then you Google what to do in Austin, Texas. You're like, oh, let's go to a MotoGP race. Well, and then you buy tickets and parking and deal with all of that. And Let's put it a different way, though. Unfortunately, there's no fear of these things selling out. True. Therefore, we do live in procrastination nation. Yeah. So you may... There may be a whole group of people that plan on going to the race maybe a month in advance. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday morning, they get up and they drive to the track and buy their ticket at the booth on the way in. General admission yeah. ticket. Yeah, I just don't know because I, I guess bike parking's free. Parking is really the biggest thing for me because you got to have a parking. And it's not like even paying Coda for parking. You're not parking right next to it. No. Like, so, but... I could see like waking up with your buddies and realizing that there's a MotoGP race and being like, "Hey, let's stick our bikes down there." So, yeah, no, I'm I am curious on the uh, statistic there, seeing how many people would buy a day of and not, and then that would be kind of interesting to see how that affects weather. But also, I don't know if there's any way to figure that out unless we just went to England and did a, a poll, you know? Well, yeah, that's what you should have done. Yeah, well, I mean, at this point, listening to this, you haven't done that. You didn't do that. No, I did not go to England and, and take a vote. <laughs> uh, that'd be cool, though. That would be cool. Uh, anyway, yeah. Silverstone, that just happened. Next up after that will be in Austria. Red, Red Bull Ring. Yep. I never... I really hate that they don't put the uh, country. Well, some things I see, they'll have a flag. Some of them they do. And they did... They've got the flag there, but I don't know my flags that well, honestly. But they don't put the country name, right? Like Catalonia. I don't know where Catalonia is. San Marino, Adela, Riviera, de Rimini. You know where yeah, that what's is? What's wrong with these guys? Can't they just go to Austin? That's That was Mizano, Italy. Wait, Mizano. Is Mizano Italy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, okay. If you just guess Italy, you're right 50% of the time. Except for this one that says Grand Prix of Japan. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for that one. I'm excited really? for that one. Haven't been there for a couple years because of COVID. I thought they went last year. Mm-hmm. They did go last year mm-hmm, because Ramir sat out. So Suzuki didn't have one of their bikes in the last race in Japan. And everyone was all pissed about it. And you were okay. mad at Ramir because you were like, he's being a... Well, he is a... Big old baby. Big old baby. Yeah, no, we were definitely there last year. For sure, for sure. So um should we should we move over to moto america i, I want to keep talking about moto gp but i don't really 
difficult because the race just happened for you guys, but it didn't just happen for us. It's coming up. Go watch it. You know what? Put I haven't said it yet. Um, subscribe if you're on YouTube. If not, follow. Click the like button. No smashing. And uh, leave us a comment below on the... Let us know if it rained or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, not that we're not going to watch it this weekend, but, you know. Oh, I'll be watching it. I'm excited. Uh, no spoilers. Don't be spoiling it for me because I don't know when I'm going to have service. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're making the big old... Yeah, trip. and there may or may not be a 28-foot vehicle, not the one you're thinking of. A 28-foot vehicle driving down the road with MotoGP playing on the dash as soon as service comes back. So, <laughs> What do you mean by not the one I'm thinking of? We have some big, giant vehicle of your own, but that's not the one I'm driving. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking of that. That's what I'm saying. You're ridiculous. I am ridiculous. I'm pretty sure it's 26-foot, unless you're using a different company. It is 26-foot. What'd I say? 28. Well, after I slam on the brakes hard once or twice, it'll probably stretch out. That's not, that's, that's a, doesn't make any sense. Braking is a compressive force, which would bring them back to the front and squish it. Yeah, but when you brake hard, then you got to floor it hard. Yeah, floor it hard in that 28-foot vehicle and see what happens. Yeah. Ain't going to do no stretching. If that thing's governed at 55, I might not be back for the next podcast. They're not. I promise. Well, I know the ones go. I've had have not been, but if this one is, I'm in big, big trouble. I hope they didn't change that. I do love, though, that they put a sticker for it right in your rear view. So it's like behind you, and then you look in your mirror, and it's like 55, and you're like, oh, oh, okay, okay, you're just a sticker. I'm good. Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, have definitely not done any more than 55 in that vehicle. So, MotoGP, super excited. I hope so, everybody had a good weekend. I hope it was a great race. I'm predictions? Sure we'll do we, we can do predictions. We could do predictions like how stupid are we predictions? Yeah. Okay, who do you got for the sprint race? Uh, Bezeki. Nope. No, no, no. Martin. Hmm. Martin. Jorge type. The Jorge type of Martin? Yeah. That's who you got winning the sprint? Yes. Am I missing something? No, I might have I picked him too, but now I can't because you did. So. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll give you first dibs on the race. How about that? All right. Fair enough. So sprint for me, I'm going to I'm gonna stick with the last year's winner, Paco Bagnaya. And yeah, in okay, the sprint. Okay. You said last year. He won last year. He didn't win the sprint last year because there wasn't one, but he won the race last year. Yeah, Silverstone. Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. Because he also won a championship last year, and but there wasn't a sprint. Anyway, you had me confused. Okay. All right, sprint. You got Bagnaya. I got Martin. Sunday, what do you got? Well, Sunday, I think we should do top three. Okay. I got in third, Maverick Vinales. Okay. You're just trying to look stupid. Second place, Jack Miller. Okay. And I'm sticking with Peko for first. Okay. Brad Bender in third place. Peko Bagnai in second. And Bezeki in first. I like it, but Peko won't finish second. He'll either crash or win. There's no way. That's what I'm deciding. Uh, he's too smart for that. All right. We'll see who was right. I mean, All we right. said this. We didn't even have to seal envelopes this time because we're saying it. The race hasn't happened. Yep. We're not going to come back and change this before it airs. Because <laughs> we could do that. We're going to be like, hey, let's put the robot. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, just do a if voiceover. The voice, if the voiceover doesn't match the lips, then. Yeah, you guys know. Let's say this out loud. If the last 10 minutes doesn't like voices don't match lips, for those of you watching on YouTube, <laughs> then you know that we definitely went in and changed our predictions. So, All right. Let's move to Moto America. Okay. In America? In America. Wow. Almost like, you know what's funny, though? 
last year I didn't pay as much attention to Moto America. This year I've been paying attention. Had no idea where Brainerd was until this weekend. So okay. kind of similar to MotoGP, right? They're like Catalonia, Brainerd. Uh, I was pretty sure it was in the UP area, and don't don't get mad at me, UP listeners, because I don't know what you guys think the UP actually is or what. I know there's some weird line that's a definition up there, and I, for me, if you are on the Canadian border and you're east of, can you explain UP? You know, for those that don't know what the hell you're talking about, never heard of the UP. Of course, I have. I just want to hear you explain it. The Upper Peninsula. Oh yeah, I'm glad everybody at home now knows that. If you're east of Montana and west of like New Hampshire or Connecticut, whichever one, no, New Hampshire, and you're on the Canadian border, you are the UP in my head. And it reaches down as far as like basically Kentucky. So congratulations. These are the people that say big and tag and rag and drink a lot of maple syrup and you betcha. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? Tell me you didn't hear that while you were up there in Brainerd. I heard a lot of things that were great. All right. All right. Well, I also, I don't know how to say that. I had to ask a few people to repeat things. And normally I ask people to repeat things because I can't hear very good, right? Right. But I can hear them just fine. But sometimes <laughs> you just wanted to hear it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was good. But I, I'll tell you what, my eyes have been open one more level. I mean, it's things that I knew. Things that I already knew. Mm -hmm. But I've never been to Brainerd before. But I was lucky enough to attend Brainerd. Yeah, what is that shirt you're wearing there? It's my my sweet Privateer Industries t-shirt. Shout out Privateer Industries. So Mr. Privateer Industries himself, we'll let him talk about the events that took place at Brainerd. But I want to tell the story of Brainerd from the perspective of the boots on the ground for this podcast mm -hmm. and why everybody, absolutely everybody, should have Brainerd on their bucket list. Okay. All right. And should absolutely go. I mean, I am amazed that people don't... This sport should be blown completely up. This Moto America, my gosh, where do you start? I mean, we've both been to MotoGP events. Yeah. We've both been to Moto America events. And mm -hmm. we, we talk about it every time, but just how open the paddock is, how mm -hmm. welcoming everybody is, how nice it is for everybody. The meanest thing I've seen this weekend, I got to tie a lot of stuff in here first. So I'm pissed <laughs> at you. You're pissed at me. I'm pissed at you because today okay. mm -hmm. or yesterday I had the opportunity to listen to our last podcast. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I went back and listened to the, the part of you just bagging on the Harley guys. Oh, what do you mean? You were, you're talking about them MSF course and you're talking about them buying whips and chains and leather. And, yeah. That's what you was doing. You was bagging on those poor Harley guys. And, gals. and I thought, I thought I'm pissed at you. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can let that go. And we were going to have a talk about it until, until. walking around Brainerd. I kept <laughs> telling go. everybody, Moto America has got to be so happy that they started the bagger thing. They have to be so happy. I know there's, I know there's people at all different levels that are not appreciative mm -hmm. of it. I know standing down in the paddock with a bunch of sport bike guys, there was some oil sprayed on the track in one of the, one of the qualifying rounds. And not, not from a Harley. Harley? No. Yeah, from one of the baggers. break down. And you heard everybody in the paddock start. Ah, stupid Harley's ruining. You know, they ruin everything. They're the only ones that leak oil, blah, 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 blah. You know, there's yeah. all that from inside, mm. right? But from the outside, 
I, I think three out of five people that attended were on a Harley or an Indian. That's not surprising. But I yeah. mean, it's just the and 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 I ha, I didn't see it before the baggers. So a Harley guy's a motorcycle guy. Maybe he goes to that race every year, regardless. Before the baggers, mm-hmm. but I gotta believe that most of them are coming because the baggers are back. Or you would started. sure, you would sure think so because I. I Unfortunately, you know, and we have our our rivalry. Let's put our rivalry aside for a second. Okay? I'm gonna get to no. that, but no, put you to, go put to rest. And unfortunately, in the U.S., there is that weird. Maybe maybe it's the whole world, right? But there is this like, anytime I talk to someone at work or my friends or whatever, and they're like, "Yeah, man, I want to buy a new bike." I'm like, well, what type of bike do you want? They're like, "Well, I don't want a Crotch Rocket, right?" Or it's like, "I don't want a Harley Davidson," you know, "I don't want it." And that's like their options right is in their head they either go buy a cruiser or they buy a crotch rocket right? right and that those are the only two ways to go and unfortunately if you talk to like a harley guy about dragon knee and whatever else and bullet bikes and all this he'd just be like well you know for the most part in general and so i do think that before the baggers came to moto america you were missing a lot of that crowd now a lot of those people are still just motorsport fans in general and motorcycle racing is still cool and fun to watch. But I think there were some of them that, like, in the heart, didn't believe that was how motorcycles or that, you know, whatever disconnect was made there, and that caused them to not go to the race. And you have now gained a little bit of more of those guys because you brought their bikes in and said, hey, we can do it on this also. From a paddock standpoint, when you go to a national event, let's just say there's 15 full-size semis, 20 full t- full-size semis there mm-hmm. team semis or people selling stuff you know right. the attack the attack yamaha semi the ducati warhorse semi the four dunlop semis <laughs> the four dunlop semis I think right there's usually only two but man <laughs> so just to give it an idea right let's say there's 15 to 20 semis mm-hmm. there is a harley semi there is an indian semi there is a harley saddleman semi there is a harley vance and Hines semi there is a semi selling clothing that's Harley Davidson. Well, weird. Well, <laughs> yeah, weird, right? But I'm just saying a quarter of the semis that are there at this point are Indian or Harley. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, if, if they grow that much more, they'll be half the paddock. And well, is that because Harley knows, well, Harley and Indian know that they need more people? Well, for sure. And so they're willing to put the money into it. You mean to fix the oil leaks? Or- <laughs> no. Okay. No, I'm just saying, like, if they know that, like, Moto America brought them in, I think, to help grow Moto America. But from the other side, they need each other. Yeah. Right. You got to create they- excitement around the brands. But so this is this is where I'm ticked off, though. Mm-hmm. And they did get under my skin a little bit as a as a guy who rides Harley's, and I know that half the people in the audience, you, I know this guy is going right now but yeah but i i i'm i'm a lover of most bikes they're one of the most popular t-shirts i've seen there okay mm-hmm. fat harley guys walking around with t-shirts that said i'm here for the baggers i'm only here for the baggers in big letters on the back mm-hmm. boo foul <laughs> that that is screw you guys so those are the guys i was talking about a minute ago i think yeah i think so but i mean that's i mean i'm there i'm you know when i'm there i i have my preferences on motorcycles but i'm not rooting against any of the classes you know i'm watching 
from the junior cups to the Royal Enfields to the, mm -hmm. I'm not, I mean, I get the Indian bashing Harley and Harley bashing Indian. I get that part. That's just fun, but I'm only here for the baggers. Well, go start your own league then. Cause they yeah. have them. So that's what I, well, that's what I was going to say though, is that mentality is a little, which it comes from the other side also. So, you know, not just to talk crap on those guys, but. Oh, I know. I get it from both sides. If you're only there for the baggers, well, guess what? If everything else leaves, the baggers are gone. So, sorry. You got to be there for a little more than that. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm starting to wonder if it's the same the other way at this point. If the baggers leave, everyone else is gone too? Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. Not to be... You know, we don't want to be too negative on the sport because there was a lot of people coming out. I don't know what the attendance numbers were, but being on the ground there, mm -hmm. uh, seeing the, the inside, going back to what I was saying about why wouldn't you go? I had the opportunity to talk to the, quite a few fans just walking through. Um, families with their kids, never been to a motorcycle race and heard the, it was going on. Uh, there was one family came through. Maybe someday they'll be listening. I gave them some stickers. They, uh, <laughs> But they said they they had never been to Brainerd International Raceway, and they lived 10 minutes away, they said. They said they'd ten, never been there. 10 minutes? Yeah, and they said they heard that there was an event going on, and they thought, well, we ought to go support the community, but it sounded like they've lived there most of their lives, if not so, their entire lives. And so I they had just decided on a whim to come out and see what a motorcycle race was all about. Mm -hmm. so, I feel like at 10 minutes you could hear. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, like yeah. you, you said they heard it, that it was going on. I thought for a second, I thought you meant they heard it was going <laughs> like, they're like, what is well, all that should've. noise? They should have. <laughs> but oh. the fan experience, I don't know how to explain it. And every track's got its own negatives and positives. Yeah, absolutely. But, but going to Brainerd, again, highly recommend it. So, let me paint you a picture. You pay to get into the track. Mm -hmm. You enter the infield. You are there's a there's a tunnel there. So okay. there's camping in the infield. There's mm -hmm. most of the paddocks is outside the track, but the fans are able to walk, drive, whatever over the bridge. Mm -hmm. There are four wheelers, dirt bikes. Uh, I think I sent you a picture of that little little kid driving the yeah. that little girl driving that PW50 was awesome. Just cruising around. So small that little kid, but. There was some security guys going around telling them they had to have flags on, like the sand dunes, to be driving that stuff in there. That's easy. Okay. But you you enter the facility, you drive through the paddocks, over a bridge, into the infield, and it's nothing but camping on grass. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's like green grass, scattered trees through there. You can camp right in there. The racetrack is going around the outside of you at that point. You're in the infield so they're fully going around you right but the crazy thing was there was only a percentage of the people there that even were there for motorcycles because you pay to get in you pay to camp whatever and they just had events going on everywhere okay mm -hmm. they had obviously the moto america race going on around the outside of them but there was a giant stuff saying around the outside around the outside around the outside so many times trailer park anyway so, <laughs> so there was a i don't know how to explain it but there was a swamp buggy competition going on like like you see on the youtube with like the mud like tractor tire big truck type yeah deals. like skinny you had razors you had trucks yeah. you had 
Yeah, goosenecks coming in there with monster trucks on the back of them, you know, with the, the skinnier swamp tires. In the infield? In the infield while the Moto America race is going on. What the? Okay. They have this giant swamp, man-made swamp in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. They have two, they had like four big dirt mounds, and then they had mud down in the middle. And this is, again, this is up on, in the UP. Huh? This is up in the UP. Yeah. What We know what that is now. Oh no, no, no offense, Brainerd. I don't mean this. I don't mean this the wrong I thought, way. I thought rednecks were in the south. Well, that's, that's where I was going. <laughs> but I mean, rednecks are my people. But don't tell them that. <laughs> but they're, they're, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, they're driving around with pink and purple razors that are lifted yeah. to the moon with Kid Rock, you know, bouncing off of loudspeakers. It's just a giant party going on down there, but that's this section, right? So that's it's just red. Section. It's it's rednecks, but up there they just maple syrup. It's maple syrup, neck. And they watch hockey. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't know about any of that. I think they bass fish a lot though, because there's water everywhere. Ice fish in the winter, but we're there in Canada. the summer, and it was hotter, and you know what? Yeah. Yeah. So. So you have that going on, and there's obviously a crowd of people that came for that, and they're just catching a Moto America race is a bonus. <laughs> so you pay f- the way they were doing tickets. You don't buy the tickets to like the Moto America van. I don't believe you're buying tickets just to, to enter get, the track. Yeah, just to get in. That's weird. Just to get but, in, and whatever's cool. going on is going on, right? Yeah. So after hours, when I had some free time, the Brainerd International Raceway drag strip is also right there. And I could hear motorcycles, drag racing, just hmm. right there. So I walked from where we were at over to the bleachers, and I caught me some motorcycle racing, drag racing. I went to a motorcycle race, and then I had left, and I went to a motorcycle race, and then I came back to a motorcycle race. Yeah, and then I went to a swamp buggy race. Yeah, and then also there were people driving overly large trucks through. But wait, there's more. This is insane. Okay. There was helicopter rides. There was just a helicopter there, a multiple randomly? helicopters there, just giving you rides. Huh. Okay. Okay. But wait, there's more. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the part where you tell me why everyone needs to put Brainerd on their map. And this if you're is telling what me I'm that, telling you right now. Are you telling me that as a to watch Moto America or to go ride? Well, of course to go watch Moto America. Mm-hmm. But look at all the extra. How much extra it, to just show up there with a camper and just. Be there for three or four days. So you're saying next year? Yeah, I am. I'll meet you there. Okay. So Roger. And there's a lake or a pond. Mm-hmm. It had buoys in it. And I hear this god-awful two-stroke. Like, I love a two-stroke, right? But there's this just, what? You know, I'm like, what is yeah. that? You know, What class are they racing? And I'm looking <laughs> around, looking around. These Minnesotans are racing snowmobiles around on the water. Snowmobiles. They don't just, like, pull out the... Uh... You know, the other vehicle that's literally built for that? No. Anyway. There was, there's guys driving snowmobiles on the water. there, And they had a buoy course out there. They were... It's Canada. <laughs> Minnesota. Oh, yeah, bud. You betcha. <laughs> so many events going on. And the people look like they're all having fun. I mean, you got food, you got drinks, you got... But you could just literally... I mean, I, I watched the second Superbike race. Well, mm-hmm. I watched both medallia superbike races from the back of a pickup truck wherever we wanted 
you're just driving around on a dirt road on the in the infield and yeah. just go find a spot back up to it jump in the back of the truck sit on the roof so is the infield really that big like because you're making it sound like this thing's like I, I don't know i don't have a the right so the words, bulk of the paddock the bulk of the paddock is outside the track okay so the pits are on the outside the pits are on the outside and the infield is purely for camping um, yeah the spectators oh wow okay 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 yeah so they've re they reconfigured They're, the track at some so, point so the the uh, blur this if we need to but the lake kind of looks like this yeah yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> i see what you're saying all right yeah hey if you're if you're uh near a computer google Brainerd International Raceway and look at look at the images. I think it'll help bring in it. You know what? Actually, let me bring this up real quick. Are you all right with that? Yeah. Just to so everyone can see what we're talking about here. So this is that's not what I wanted. Um. Anyway, yeah, this guy. This is what we're talking about. So there's a out. little Make lake. I'm. Uh, it's just making the image smaller every time. Uh, okay, hang on. Back to 100. Um, you know what? All right. Hang on. I'm going to do some work, and uh, we'll, we'll bring that back up in a minute. You keep talking. All right. So, anyway, the, the track used to – there used to be a different configuration. I think the reason the paddock is on the outside. Mm-hmm. The track used to be a lot longer and when you get that picture pulled up you'll see there's a the drag strip the yep. track used to use the drag strip as the front straight mm -hmm. so the track the the actual track layout used to be much much bigger right They've shrunk the size of the road course and so at one point the paddock would have definitely been inside the borders of the track but with the new configuration, it's not. But like I said, to see the people just coming, going, typical Moto America, the fan engagement, you know, they get to walk around the paddocks. The There's riders. There's famous riders everywhere. Yeah. You know, just All cruising right. around, just normal dudes. Yeah, which, which we, I mean, we've talked on the phone a couple times this week already, but so opposite of almost anything else. If you want to have fun and just go look at, and these aren't, small it's not like you're going to a local race you're not going to watch your buddy you're going to watch a dude that gets paid that is his job is to race motorcycles and there are there are all all levels there but there's also that and with that is these giant teams that have the money and you can go and see all of that and yep. not just see it but you can walk into their tent look at the bikes up close and personal obviously like you gotta be respectful and whatever but yeah you could right. you could you could have watched them rebuild every bmw in the paddock why would they need to do that because <laughs> uh, a lot of them got thrown down over the weekend all right is that any better yeah so, so see where the drag see where the drag strip is there that is here and then move to the right of the lake that that roundy round spot that's the track right that's yep. where they turn yep. so i believe that used to go straight and come clear around and then go back down the so this is only a little confusing because i'm assuming this is the straight right here no but this is all the track Oh, it's right there. They go around this. Yep. And then they go they back go around there. That. Okay. So this is all literally just you can drive around in here. Yep. That's all free okay. to the public. That is hard to 
hard to tell, but that makes more sense now. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I got you. Oh, wait. Up, up, right in now, because that's got trailers on it, too. That's, uh, yeah. Well, hold on. Stop. Move down a little bit. That's where I was parked. So, Hot Pit is just to the left a little bit. Right there. That's Hot, that's hot Pit. Oh, that's the track right there. Coming down through here. No, it's out one more road. So it is right. that one? Yep. Because the where you were at, that's the hot pit. But this is whatever. Either way, you're getting a picture of what I, so I that now. Pond, that I know pond understand. right there. That's where they were racing snowmobiles. <laughs> okay. There's a drag strip to the left of that. Yeah, over here. And then there's a where the bigger building is there in the middle. Mm, this one. Yeah, the bridge is right there somewhere to get into the infield. Looks like that bridge. Yep. And, and then the swamp buggy thing was in the open field over there. So they had the track going right around. The, yeah, they had the track going right around the outside of them. So while <laughs> they're racing buggies, they can look to their right and see Jake Gagne, you know, kicking everybody's butt. miles an hour. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, that's I'm glad I looked that up because I had no idea. Yeah, I'd never Definitely looked at it worth before. It. Uh, so I've heard, I've heard a lot of people talking about how you know Brainerd's kind of a hole in the wall, and you know the the hotels and this, and it's not the track is actually in a town called Baxter. Okay, and Baxter is quite new. I mean, you for the most part, it's new, new buildings, new hotels, new right. whatever. Brainerd is a older part of town, and actually further from the track than Baxter is. Hmm. okay when you pull off the track you're actually in baxter but the area is nice there's lakes there's fishing there's i mean we went to a couple restaurants that were just so nice like right you're always right on the water there but big lakes and at dusk you know they they've got the pontoon boats coming in and mosquitoes and a lot of mosquitoes (laughs) i did find plenty of them and they were kind of aggressive honestly that's because they're pumped up on maple syrup (laughs) you and the maple syrup but mark it on the calendar you want to see a motorcycle race that thing should sell out every year i mean you can go to i don't know what to compare it to but the amount of money people spend for 10 minutes of entertainment Mm -hmm. to go over there and just you don't even have to like motorcycles you could have watched the swamp buggies or the snowmobiles or the drag racing yeah well i mean that's pretty sweet that's awesome the only thing i think i'd uh, just to bring a negative, you know, to bring a negative to the table is this reminds me a lot of the one I went and watched at Red Atlanta, where it's like you got to pick a spot. And if if you're on your feet and you don't want to drive around all day, then once you pick your spot, you're kind of done. And that's all you're going to see. Or you got to be willing to be driving around all day from the look. Well, of it. I think so. The people here were plenty happy with driving around because it's there. It's a bunch of dirt roads in the infield. Yeah. Well, and this and- does look better. Than Road I Atlanta think in Atlanta, was. you're on the outside of the track all the time, right? Mm-mm. No? No, it's all on the inside. But it's so, like, there's so many trees that you have no idea, like, where you're going. And there aren't as many roads. Like, this looks like a, it looks like a city in there, like a little neighborhood, which isn't bad. Yeah, I would absolutely. While I was there, we were in a, in a truck. And we, during just one race, we said, hey, let's go check out Corner 2. And we just jumped in the truck, drove right over Repark, watched Corner 2, watched them come through a few times and said, hey, let's go see Corner 11 and jump in the truck. Then went over. So is it easy to is it easy to navigate like through the infield if you do want to go from 2 to 11? Is it pretty easy to get straight over there? Yeah, there's roads going everywhere. 
Okay. Yeah, that's I mean, what we were just we we're just in a truck. It was it was great for that. From a uh, viewer sounds... standpoint, awesome. I never sat in a bleacher once. That's just what you want, honestly. Bleachers, not not the ideal, you know, especially for an American. You know, you get your giant motor home and your trailer with your golf cart or whatever you might have and <laughs> pack it up and head up the road 10 minutes because he didn't realize there was a racetrack there and hang out of the racetrack all day and ride your golf cart from corner two to corner 11. Cook hot dogs and put maple syrup on them and call it a day. My gosh, know? my gosh. Last week it was aluminum and now it's maple syrup. No, don't bring that up. Don't bring up aluminum. We'll, we'll dive down a hole. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forget I did. <laughs> It's on the table of elements. So is titanium. What about maple syrup? <laughs> Only if you live in the UP. It's got its own special little box. Oh, my gosh. You're going to get killed if you ever leave your house. I leave my house all the time. Well, you better start watching your back. Speaking of leaving houses. We're going to have to go back to Mono America. Oh, well, we can stay there. Well, let's stay there for a minute. Okay. we got to talk about what happened during the race. What, so did we want to do that? Like, really? Cam Bobier might have almost died, but... That was pretty serious it was an insane wreck yeah. it was a scary crash yeah i've i mean it's popped up on instagram if you if you're in this world you've probably seen it plenty of times like we have um because as soon as you start following some of those pages you know it's all over but yeah good on the other riders you know i am always amazed <laughs> i am always it's amazed in here. yeah uh but when, when something like that does happen how reactive and like like how much people are able to avoid other people on the racetrack Absolutely. Right. I'd say there are more often wrecks where people slide off to the outside or the inside or whatever. And that's great. That is amazing. That's what we want when you have a wreck. But when things like that happen, I am so amazed by the riders like talent and ability because I don't I don't know. Maybe you can speak to this a little better. But when you're in race mode, you're in freaking race mode, I think. Right. You're not looking. You're not expecting that guy to fall down. That's not on your head. Right. When you're like driving or riding out in the road on the street, whatever, both driving or on a motorcycle, I feel like the majority of people should think about like, you know, what could happen? Like, what if this guy pulled out in front of me? Or what if this guy just lane changed on top of me right now, right? Or, or whatever, right? You have time to think about those things and kind of that's what's going through your head. When you're racing, so, do you really have time for that? My my argument, my counter argument to that would be when you're arriving on the road or even and, and, and let's say let's say like street riding, track day riding, race riding. Mm hmm. That's three different levels. When you're riding on the road, a lot of people get lulled into a sense of you're just cruising. Somebody pulls out and you're like, oh, no. And right. you, you got to react. And we all try to say you should be safe. You should be alert. You should always be paying attention on a motorcycle, of course. But there's mm -hmm. different levels of that. So then you go to a track day and maybe a lot of the people at the track day, sure, they're trying to go fast. They're not expecting somebody necessarily to be down in front of them. They should. But you're, you're just rolling through. You got to trust the people around you. Right. But I would say that in race mode, you're on that, you're already at that edge mm -hmm. where you're, you're going to jerk it past somebody. You're going to, you're, you're ready to make a move. You're hyper intense. You're okay. Yeah. You're, you're on it. So I would say in a race situation, you're probably more prepared to be making an invasive maneuver than you are on the street from a, yeah, I guess from, from that aspect of you are in attack mode at all times. I could see that. I think I would still argue that in general, and maybe, you know, maybe that actually lends itself more towards your argument anyway, is that I've never been out on a track and planned on the dude in front of me laying his bike down, but I have been out on the road and planned on a car turning in front of me or turning into me. Right. So that's where that comes from. But now that I think about it, I'm not planning on that guy laying his bike down in front of me, but I am planning on passing him 
as soon as I can. And so I can, yeah, I absolutely see where your argument is. And I, I, 100% agree with it because that is going to just lend and you on the to... track. I mean, everybody tries to be as smooth as possible, but you're always watching, you're always watching them in your peripherals to see where they're going to go because you're trying to get around them. What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, I said it's not smooth. You said everyone tries to be smooth as possible. And then it, if you start paying attention, like close, which I know you do, but for the listeners, please, if you're watching motorcycle racing and you ride motorcycles, pay attention to what those riders actually go through riding those bikes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Because it is no small feet. We, we Maybe s- they might have small feet, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, probably. Uh, small feet, yeah. small person, lightweight, fast bike, drink water, go faster. Yep, absolutely. So it was a bad weekend for BMW all around. Well, not all around. PJ Jacobson won the second race, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Good for mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. Glad to see him getting up there. But from a championship standpoint, it was a it was, it was a bad weekend for our wishes to keep this thing close to the end because we had yeah. Cam Bobia had a big crash in the first wreck, big or race, big scary crash. Uh, they opted not to race the second crash, which is really good. Yeah, he did hit his head, so he so he didn't race. But then in the second race, Josh Heron now has moved to second place. It's up to him now. It's up to him to go get Gagne, and unfortunately, his day ended with a mechanical. Mm-hmm. The, the points got spread out more. It's going to be pretty tough. Yeah, we are. So we're sitting 262 for Gagne in first, 194 Heron in second, 183 Bobier in third, and 162 for PJ Jacobson in fourth. So that's, that's 100 points between first and fourth place, 70 points between first and second, and then 10 points between second and third. So we'll, so we'll see what happens, but. Not that not that the season's over yet. Which I actually wanted to look at the calendar. Seven races. Minute. There's seven left. They got it's an odd number because they got three at Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. Three weekends left. This year has flown by. Anyway, I think it's not too early to talk about next year a little bit. Okay. This year, anything can happen. Absolutely. Some things have happened, and we're a little saddened by that. But I think there is definitely potential that next year. You know, we've seen. What Bobia can do. We've seen what Heron can do. Obviously, everyone knows what Gagne can do. Is there a chance that next year Heron comes back on the Warhorse again and Bobia comes back on the BMW again and we've got even more support from their teams, maybe? Because they've seen that there's... It looks, you know, if you look just at points today, it looks like there's no competition. But if you've watched the races, there's a competition there, right? Sorry, yes. (laughs) (laughs) We're now looking for uh, lighting and tech support. Uh person position available <laughs> please enter your application in the comments below let us know why you'd be a great fit so there's another important thing to bring up in this race though yep. well in this in this weekend the reason i can get out of bed in the morning okay the great hope that is josh hayes yeah who wins yeah. his 87th race yeah at 48 years old that's two years older than me for the record yeah 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 damn you're old <laughs> I know. Josh Hayes is older. That guy's a beast. He's still out there hanging it out. So what's your excuse? Well, that guy's got more muscle memory than I do. <laughs> all right. All right. That's why you're playing ride four. So, yeah. So he, uh, <laughs> so kind of funny. I walked down to hot pit and there was a TV screen on, right? Yep. Yep. And Hayes makes history with 80 cents, but yep. Okay. They had a picture of Josh Hayes on there and they were talking about him. Right. But, uh, I was, I was carrying a stand and just kind of cruising by and just caught it out of the corner of my eye. Mm-hmm. And I know that he's older than me, but it said on there that he started in 98, I think it said 98 or 95. 
1998. The year. The year is what we're talking about for you younger listeners we might have. 1998. (laughs) I want to know. Let me. That's another one. Real quick. I want to know how many of our listeners were born post 1998. Throw it below. Smash that into the comments. So as I was walking through, I just had like a brain glitch or whatever, because I seen that and I was like, he he was like, I was thinking he was born in 98 or something when I seen it, because I thought mm-hmm. it was just going the year. Right. And I was like, he's not that old. He was born in 98. And then I was like, oh, that's the year he went pro. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been 95. I don't know. It was, that was, it was a long time in, ago. I was born in 97. Yeah. So. Well, he, he was pro racing before you were born. And still out there doing it and doing it well. Yeah, I mean, no, that's awesome. I'm not trying to. I'm not going to talk crap. There's no crap to be talked. That's awesome. That's amazing. I'm just. I'm just jealous, to be honest. And I think they talked about it on the Moto America feed. But another thing that's kind of neat to point out: Rocco Landers, mm-hmm. who didn't. Yet. He didn't have funding for the race, so uh-huh. he was on social media trying to get donations, anything he could, because he normally he's been. He's the one. He's been racing Twin Cups this year. But there wasn't a Twin Cups race this weekend. Right. So he wanted to, you know, pull out his super sport bike in race one that Josh Hayes won in the super sport class. Rocco had a bad start. Mm-hmm. So walking through hot pit when the super sport race was going on, walking through hot pit, there was fairings, like a whole set of fairings for his bike in his hot pit, just mm-hmm. sitting there. Right. And when you looked at them, they had drag racing numbers on them. Okay. R- rather than our typical numbers that we use for our series. Mm-hmm. They had the actual drag racer numbers on those fairings. It was like, okay. And then the announcers during the race, they said his team took him over there on his bike and made him run it down the drag strip to work on his starts. So the <laughs> after the first race, he was out at the drag strip, which we just seen the map, right? Mm-hmm. Some of us, the ones watching, he just, they took the bike over and had him run it. I don't know how many times down the drag strip to practice his starts so that he could do a better job, which he did in the second race. That's awesome. But it was kind of cool because that must be fairly common because they had a separate set of fairings with drag race numbers on them. I guess that's kind of that's kind of sweet. Could you imagine showing up that that weekend for you know you you're just like yeah let me go run my bike at the strip today and then <laughs> just pull up next to that guy and just like <laughs> look over like what what's this guy doing? Why has he got pucks on his knees? Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, um, and then JD Beach, I guess, is filling in for Cam Peterson next week. Or yeah, no, so you know, next so, race. So Josh Hayes filled in for him this week, and mm-hmm. he he did well. He he did really good. I think he had fourth in the first race. I, I don't remember where he finished second race, but he he ended up going off track right in front of me where I was watching, mm-hmm. and he saved it, got back on track. But after the race, he said just too tired. It's forty eight year old man. You got him racing four races on the weekend. Yeah. So he yeah, was those, tired. Those old guys get real tired, you know. Yeah. He said that even if they asked him to, there's no way he could do Pittsburgh because it's three races. Yeah. So he, instead of doing four, he would have to do six. Six. Right. And I'm not sure if the super sport class race is three. I think it's just the super big bike, boys. So yeah. it'd be at least well, five. A lot. Anyway, what were you saying? Okay, we got the Moto America covered now. Everybody should go. It's ridiculous if you don't go. Yeah. Brainerd's a good choice if you're looking at the calendar trying to pick one. It's a nice town. People were wonderful. Or, Mosquitoes or, were a little. or, or, check it out. I'm going to go to the Moto America calendar. And if you live up in that area, if you're like a little further away, more to the eastern side, August 18th through the 20th, you can go to Pittsburgh. Or maybe you're a little to the eastern side and basically in the same spot, you could go to New Jersey in September. Right. So there are two more chances this year. For all of you up there in the Northeast, 
that were like, man, yeah, I should have gone to Brainerd. Let me put that on my calendar next year. I'll worry about that next year. Don't worry about it next year. Worry about it now and put Pittsburgh and New Jersey on your calendar. Go watch the race. It'll be a great right. time. And I, let me add one more thing in there. If you're, since we're doing geography, if you're north of Brainerd, no, if you're southwest of Brainerd. You south because if you're north, you're in Canada. That's true. If you're southwest of Brainerd by a lot, uh-huh. And you happen to be in the Texas area. Yeah. Moto America is also going to Coda. And Dakota. I would like to, I would like to see a good turnout. I don't think I'm gonna be able to make that one. Although so, there maybe I will. Let's talk about that real quick though. Coda, because Coda is Circuit of the Americas, world class racetrack. And guess who's not there with Moto America this year? Moto GP. Yeah, the big boys are gone. So that means Moto America gets it all to themselves, which means that that great hometown, able to go do all the cool things with Moto America, is available at a world class racing facility. And I'm that's exactly what it is. It is world class. It's not backwoods, whatever. Which the backwoods ones are great, and we love them because they open things up. But I'm pretty sure you should be able to go to Coda this year for Moto America and. Go check out the track, if nothing else. You know, there's parts of that track you're not able to see at MotoGP without paying hefty, hefty money. Moto America's not going to be able to put those different tickets out there. Yeah, and this more importantly day. than that, let's support them. Yeah, let's support them that. because Moto America made the decision this year to not. So normally, for, for you listeners that don't know, normally when MotoGP comes to the U.S., the Moto America guys piggyback on or vice versa. and yeah. But the MotoGP guys only let the top class of Moto America race on that day. And they don't treat them very good. They make them warm up in the morning and then they make them sit all day before the race. Mm -hmm. They don't cater to them at all. And my understanding is they don't share gate fees because they don't, they don't treat them with the respect I think they deserve at this point. So Moto America made the decision that they can stand on their own. They didn't go with Moto GP earlier this year. They're hosting their event at Coda by themselves. Yep. So you get so, the you get the full Moto America schedule. You get the baggers. Yeah. Yeah. If you're only going for the baggers, <laughs> freaking go. You get the I think I don't know which ones are missing. I think Junior Cup is missing out of it, but you're gonna have twin cups, hooligans. It's gonna be a packed field. A great weekend. Great, Great weekend. weekend. Highly and recommend going and checking not, it out. That one is not until September, so it should, I think, cool down a little bit. Texas, it never cools down. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. They're the opposite of Canada. It never and, cools down until it does, and then when, and then it's, you know, broken pipes, save lives. Hashtag only there for the baggers till I die. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chrome right. don't get you home and all that. So what were you going to say earlier before I made you finish the Moto America? Now that we're done with the Moto America. I don't know. I was something saying about something traveling. about leave, leaving Speaking the house. of traveling, you said. Yeah, speaking, speaking of, of traveling. traveling. Well, what I was just going to say, whatever, uh, you know, what's coming up? What's coming up? What you got going on? Well, again, since we're on this screwy schedule, I've already mentioned it the last couple weeks, but uh, I've been getting on an airplane here not too long and headed for Alaska. Okay. So we're going to Alaska. We talked about that last week. We talked about it last week. So next nah. podcast, we'll have that information. And after Alaska? And after Alaska? USBA. Round three. Round Utah three. Club racing. Speaking of USBA, if you didn't check it out, click this right here. This will be a link to a video we made with Josh, Josh Fisher. Josh. Fisher. Thank you. I wanted to say Hayes because we were just talking about Josh Hayes. I'm like, <laughs> not Hayes. Josh Fisher about club racing, race bike, and tech. Mostly tech inspection, right? Not tech like tech, but tech like tech inspection. So if you're curious how to get your bike ready for tech inspection, or you're like, yeah, I think I'm good to go, but I'm, you know, I'm kind of scared. I think I, I think I wired everything. I think I've got my 
fairings on right or you know whatever you questions you might have uh, we did a pretty good like front of the bike to the back of the bike walk through everything he's looking at everything he's looking for and then specifically like little things that he likes to see that help kind of just make that process smoother so go check that out it's up here if you're interested anyway that's my yeah good video check it out but yeah and thanks so, to Josh, Josh Fisher, if you're listening. Thank you. That was a great time. Yeah, round three. Super excited. So like, round three for USBA, round two for you. Round two for me. All right. And Mr. Mr. Tier is going to be there, I believe. Mr. Who? Privateer. Oh, yeah. Mr. Privateer? Tier. Yeah, Mr. Privateer is going to be there. The old nut himself. The old nut himself will be there, and we're going to go racing, and good things are going to happen. And So... Let's talk about that for a second. What did Moto America and your experience there? I don't know. I guess we could talk about that more next week. But I feel like this year for us, and especially for you, because I I don't feel like I've made as many gains. But for you, has kind of just like you know, you went from a dude that rides motorcycles on the tree, street to I do track days, and then you kind of like paused there for a while. And the track days was like a slow, like yeah, I want to race, but I'm getting a little faster, right? Correct me if any of this is wrong. And then like late last year, you're like. I got to race next year. I got to do it. I don't know why I'm still doing this track day thing. If I'm not going to race or whatever it was, you know, got to just get it done before my knees give out because I'm old and I can't do it. So <laughs> anyway, so this year you're like, okay, started here. Now I'm going to get my license. Now I'm going to do my first track day as a licensed racer. Now I'm going to race. And then you just like went straight up and then you're like, dude, let me hop over to a Moto America race in the pits and hang out for a weekend and see what that's like. And it's just like taken off and changed. I think your whole maybe outlook, not your whole outlook, but open your eyes a lot more widen the peripheral, if you will. Yeah. I want to, maybe I want to race a Mon America event. Okay. Well, that's not what I meant, but all right. Well, understood. But the, the line just keeps changing, right? Yeah. Like, the trajectory. The trajectory keeps changing. And, but you have to keep having a carrot to chase. There has to be, for me at least, there has to continue to be goals to right. keep you interested, to keep you moving. And so, I don't know, you talk about like the peripherals opening or whatever, and I can say that it's more and more like, why not me? Next step. Why not me? Next step. Why not me? Right. And don't get me wrong. I'm not, I don't, I don't have false illusion of any kind of grandeur or anything like that. But again, why not me? Put your head in it. Put your heart in it. Yeah, if you want if you want to go get it. Absolutely. I keep raising the bar. And if, if we hit the bars, when we hit the bars at USBA round three, mm -hmm. then that, that goal is going to get bumped. Yeah. And well, I think I've just noticed, uh, I've said things to you before on the lines of like, who am I kidding? Why does it matter? I'm just going to go ride. Right. At the end of the day, you look lean and believe and you're good to go. Right. Um, look lean and believe. I like it. Yeah. And, and sometimes I'll be like, you know, I get hyper-focused on a, a crack in the middle of a racetrack. Right. And I feel like I, it's over. It's done because I'm hyper-focused on it. And then I'm like, who, you know, it doesn't matter. Just go ride the bike. Right. But I feel like you've always kind of had that mindset um, just due to your background, I would say, and your experience. I mean, you are a lot older than me, uh, but also, you know, you go to the sand dunes, you ride jet skis, you grew up on a farm riding motorcycles and whatnot around possibly right for years, whatever. Right. All those different experiences lead you to just kind of, at the end of the day, you have that ability to just send it, right? Whereas my experience is quite limited. And so a lot of times I get all like super, you know, like I'll leave my house in the morning on a motorcycle and it's two degrees colder than it was yesterday. And I'll be like, 
I got to warm up my tires a little bit better. I got to like, and all this <laughs> stuff starts going through my head. And then I'm like, what am I, I don't ride at the limit enough to care about any of that. And I feel like this year for you has kind of started to, you still have that ability. Absolutely. Which is great. Don't lose that. But you're also like, you came home from Moto America talking to me about, you know, all this different data on your bike kind of, and, and starting to actually look at that and pay attention to it. And maybe that'll help you out with these different things and like digging into the small details that I feel like before we're just way outside of the eyesight. So that's kind of what I'm talking about is I think that the, uh, the growth slash the dive and then opening up this year has been huge. That's kind of sweet because I'm learning a lot and I'm not going to use it for myself, but I will use it for LLR, you know, little LLR. legs racing. So, <laughs> uh, it's been good. I hope we can keep it going. And like I said, I've been doing my homework. Remember I got given homework. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been sticking with that and all right. All right. We're going to see how that and some other things. Let's you want to know what? I mean, let me tell you one thing that really got me excited most okay. the most, most recently. Mm -hmm. And we had that conversation with, with Anthony a little bit. But one of the things that really got me excited is I'm in the ballpark on times for – that's a pretty blanket statement. So what are you in the ballpark for, MotoGP? No. What, you know, <laughs> so I don't yeah. mean it that way, but – um a breakthrough happened that had been a little way. It had been a little while coming, right? I've, I've been telling you for two years now that there's, I'm missing something. Mm -hmm. And I was getting frustrated because there's this breakthrough that's going to happen. Turns I just knew it was, was going to happen. It was slicks. Yeah, that was maybe. That was a decent but part of it. You have to admit it had to be, but there was this, this breakthrough. And then all of a sudden you're in the ballpark. But what I say about ballpark is I'm so excited to get, I keep telling you how excited I am to get back out there on the track. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm so excited is we I've said it before. I'm going to say it again, but there are these giant problems that I have like mm -hmm. giant that I am completely aware of. Mm -hmm. I know where I need to break later. I know where I need to cut this turn in here. I know where I need to get on the gas sooner here. Huge. There's huge, like glaring problems with my writing. Mm -hmm. And I know it's not unobtainable to fix those. Like I know I can fix those. I know right. I can fix those possibly yeah. on my next session. Yeah. And it, I'm just super excited to go put that theory to. So instead of like a year, however long ago, when we were talking to each other, like, man, how did, you know, these guys come in here and they blow us down by 30 seconds, but I don't even feel like I've got five seconds in it. Yep. You now feel like you found five seconds. Yep. You know exactly where five seconds is and you can go out and work, work on knocking them off. Yeah. And you might only knock them off a second at a time. I'm not saying you're going to go out there and blow out five That'd be sick. <laughs> well, that'd be awesome. Uh, but let, let's let's say I do. I have, let's say I do. I have no illusion that that next tenth is going to be really hard after that. Yeah. But right now I'm looking at a basket. I, my time's right here. And I know I can do this fairly easily. I know mm -hmm. I can get to there. And then I'm going to have to get really serious probably to start chopping it off from there. Right. But to have a have a feeling that I can do that with what I'm writing and so do you want to do you want to put it out in the in the public your goal your plan the goal for this week yeah one thirty nine or I'm gonna be really pissed okay so sub one forty right sub one forty you said yep all right so just put that in perspective you didn't race round one round two one forty four eleven was the best so sub one forty dropping four point one one seconds throughout the weekend at some point. That isn't a goal for the first lap, I hope. <laughs> That's uh, the goal, and in my mind, I've already done it. Sweet. 
Well, that's what's up. Post that. We have, you know, since that'll be after this, let us know. Uh, either Instagram or whatever. We're thinking about bringing, a, bringing the nut back on. Getting nutty again over here uh, for the well, next episode. Post I'd like to have him back on just so you quit calling me old. What can I say? Then I just get to call two people old. But yeah, <laughs> it does kind of shift a little bit over over because he's also old. Plus, he's younger. So, you know, he gets more offended. That's true. So, That's true. like, you're old and you just... You use it as an excuse, right? Yeah. He's old, and he's like, well, I'm not that old, you know? <laughs> so, and then there's me. I'm just not old, which You're means I have on. no excuse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can talk about that way more later. Possibly, possibly, possibly keep your ears out. I mean, if you live down in California, Arizona, southern Utah, New Mexico, maybe even Texas, and up. Anyway, track day massacre, October, late October, kind of holiday 26, 27, 28, I believe. 26th? I thought it was the 27th or the 29th. Anyway, uh, I'll look it up. I know right it's now. the 28th for personal yeah, reasons. I, I also know it's the 28th, <laughs> not for personal reasons. 27th, 28th, and 29th, because it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Look into that. Uh, there's a whole Instagram page for it. Track Day Massacre. It'll be at the Podium Club in Casa Grande, Arizona. 45 minutes out of area like Phoenix. Mesa or something like that. Anyway, should be pretty sweet. We are not official yet, but we'll get back to you on that. But you should go check it out. And if you want to go to... the So the sweet thing about this one, the Podium Club has three different layouts, and they're running all three layouts over the course of that weekend, right? So three track days, three different racetracks, kind of, or three different Poss- courses. Possibly under the lights? I don't know. Possibly. I don't know. Yeah, I'll look into that also. That's tip two right there, or note two. I will look into that. I will get an answer on that. I happen to know a couple of people that would have the answer. Perfect. We got another track day coming up your way. I'm coming whether you'll have me or not. When? The 14th of October. Okay. Sounds good. Was that the right one? Yep. That's going to be a lot of diesel in one month. Which track is that one? Carolina Motor Sports Park. Yeah. Let's do it. I think I'll have to relook, but I'm pretty sure because I haven't been there yet. I want to. Got some Q5s need burn off of the Jixer. Yeah. I got some tires. <laughs> Actually, I, I need to burn my tires off because I want to try that new uh, aspect ratio. The, uh, what are they? Is it a 180-65 now and a 120-75? Mostly the, the 120-75 instead of a 120-70 up front. So. Uh, mine's at, mine are 200s. Yeah, 265s. Aspect ratio is what I was talking about, which is the 65 and 75 part. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for that. <clears throat> See what type of difference it makes because they're saying the super bikes love it. I don't know if the baby bikes will love it, but I know that... Uh, Certain year, Jixer 750s in my garage happen to make a decent amount of power. One of them. The other one makes not as much. So, yeah, I think it'll love it, you know? Why are you beating on my bike? What do you mean? Nothing. How do you I'm know bringing... that my? How do you know I don't have a friend's bike out in the garage right now? And you I was don't. actually talking up, talking up your bike and how much more power it makes than yours. They're well, uh, his. So, let me, let me end on this. Uh-huh. So, I'm trying really hard to be a track dad to a couple people. And if they happen to listen to this... Just freaking do it. But they have. Let me see. I think I wrote it down. Get your Google out. I told okay. them any bike's a track bike. Okay. And I'm getting, I'm, I'm putting my money where my mouth is right now. Okay. What you got? They're, they're concerned their bikes don't have enough power. It's two two brothers with the same size bikes. Okay. Okay. I tried explaining to them that the 401 is a ball. Yeah. And they'll be just fine. Yeah. But what these are, they are 2020 Vulcan 650S. Kawasaki Vulcan 650S. Yes, sir. Okay. I don't want to steer my guys wrong. I want to be do a good we, track dad. Do we want to see a picture of it? Sure. Okay. I told them why not. 
It's going to have to be a little small. This is a 2020 Kawasaki Vulcan 650S. So if you two are listening, the only thing I will say is that it's a Kawasaki. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, uh, that's just me. Literally just me and everyone else in the world that also hates them because they suck. But that's okay. Uh, I'm just kidding. Every bike is a great bike. Every bike can go to the track. You should have heard it. If you haven't listened to Ken Hill's episode that we did, or the episode we did with Ken Hill on, uh, he's literally seen a trike at a track day, right? So there is room in C Group for anyone on a motorcycle to go ride. I've seen full-fledged, right? We've we've seen that bagger race bike, but that same day at Roebling, we saw that dude with... Everything was still on that thing. He literally yep. had a big old street glide with like all all the stuff. Like that, I, it looked like he could have been on a five day road trip to that place on that bike, and then gone out and done the track day and was gonna head back out. Right, the bags, the chrome, the mirrors, the crash bars, like all of it was still there. It doesn't matter what bike you're on, you can absolutely. And the power question that you have is let me let me put it this way: there is a friend of mine that has been to track days with both of us that rides an R1, right? Uh, that R1 is tuned to in the realm of 207 to 214. Uh, former Motor America bike. Yeah, it is a former Motor America bike, right? If you're on here, go ahead and correct me on that horsepower number, throw below. But prior to that, never ridden a sport bike. Had a Harley, what are those called? V-Rod. Yeah, V-Rod, thank you. V-Rod, the Porsche. Anyway, picked up that bike. And went to the track. I was just talking to him the other day about riding a leader bike as a track bike, right? And him, who is, uh, uh, well, he loved your sticker that said all balls racing, right? Let's put it that way, right? Not This dude is not afraid to throw a bike, and not down and, and out and crash it, but he's, he's not afraid to just whip a bike around and make the bike do whatever he wants to do, right? His first track day was a little interesting because his lines weren't the best, but I've never seen a dude go out there and drag his leg on the ground so quick and so hard in my life right so that's this type of dude and he literally sent me a message and the words in there were professional racers barely use all the power that leader bikes have no one needs that less power is more fun because you get to use it you take a bike like this out to a track day you're gonna do things that you never knew were possible on that bike you're gonna get to see a different side of the bike that you didn't know existed and you're gonna have a great time you don't need to go worry about dragging your knee on the ground you don't need to worry about buying a crazy suit. You don't need to worry about any of that. You just get to go ride your bike in a safe environment to whatever limit you or the bike is comfortable with. And you might just find the limit for that bike because it's got a little bit lower limit, I'd say, than right. other bikes. But Ground clearance. Yeah, ground clearance, whatever, you know, tires and, and everything else. But uh, absolutely, go ride that bike. And if power is your question, just delete that from your head. Because everyone that has a brain on them will tell you that the smaller bikes can be just as much fun. Okay, he guys. Says, so so if you're listening to this, you heard it from somebody else. Thank you, Easton. You heard it from somebody else. Come on out. I think they're going to come out on the 12th maybe and just – they're being, they're being uh, cautious. 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 So okay. we'll get them to at least come out and see what's going on. All right. I mean, I, I, I told them I'd hold their hands. We go out there. There's nothing to be afraid of. All and, right. Also, let me just put in a note. As far as track dads go, I mean, man – one, that's, that's quite the offer because being a track dad is a little more work than you might think. Uh, but it is fun, and I know you're you're willing to do it. I know I'm willing to do it for anyone that's on the edge of getting into that life but doesn't quite, you know, is maybe too scared or doesn't want to make the jump or just doesn't want to show up on their own and have no idea what they're doing. I know I was nervous 
going to my first drag day, I was nervous of just looking like an idiot because I don't I don't like being that guy, right? I want to show up and I want to be cool. I want to fit in. I want to look like I know what's going on, right? Because I spot the other guys that are new and be like, that guy, <laughs> you know, that guy's already in his suit at the writer's meeting. Obviously, you don't do that, even though I literally like sat around and waited till the writer's meeting. Like I was about to put my suit on, but no one else is putting their suit on yet. And I was like, okay, I'm going to wait. And then I went to the writer's meeting, didn't have my suit on. And I'm like, okay, we're good. Most people don't, right? So I look like I know what I'm doing. Anyway, I've been that guy. I'm, I am that guy. So anyway, yeah, just quick shout out to you offering that awesome too. Like, great guy to go to the track with. Uh, and yeah, anyway. But you said they're coming out on the 12th? I hope so. That'll be good. Get to introduce him to the nut. Yep. We've changed his name now. He's just the nut. Yeah, well, I'll tell you later. <laughs> All right. He has All a couple right. nick. He has a couple nicknames he hasn't shared with us. Just, yeah, too. Just put it that way. All right. Well, be expecting possibly the nut next weekend or next week. Sorry, next Wednesday and a little we'll bit of round three to review. Yep, a little bit of MotoGP and uh, more to you on the statistic for how many people buy tickets day one or day of, and whether or not Track Day Massacre will be under the lights. Gotcha. I will. I will look those up. All right. Okay. Well, if you're still here, like, subscribe, comment. Don't smash anything, and we appreciate you listening. You can smash your comment into the comment section. Smash your comments. You know, if you want to smash something, you can you can smash the like button. I'll allow it. All right, let's go. All right. See you Thanks next again. Time.